A warm welcome from my side. Let me guide you through the highlights and the lowlights of the first quarter 2023. But before I start, I want to share an announcement being just released that we will be included in TechDucks and will be part of the TechDucks family from May 9th onwards. So we're very much looking forward to joining the TechDucks family. On the operational side, we had a very positive net profit result of 16.6 million at a 6% margin, a positive operating cash flow of 5.2 million in Q1 2023 versus minus 60 million in the same quarter last year. We currently have around 440 million of liquidity plus additional 59 million of payable receivables by VC, which is part of the purchase price. And we have used liquidity in Q1 to repay 83 million of debt. The backlogs now stands at 1.57 billion at the Q1 book to bill ratio of 1.41. On the low light side, the chip shortage has eased, but it's not completely over yet. We still have around 88 million of overdue orders, but that's significantly down 39 million from the peak last year. The inventory cash drain is back to normal after almost 60 million of negative operating cash flow in the first three quarters last year. We had a very strong recovery over the last two quarters with more than 100 million of positive operating cash flow. The share price development has not followed suit, though. We have seen a slide of around 5% in April. Let's go to the key KPIs. The revenues increased by 12.4% to 278 million. EBTA increased by 25% to 30 million and the operating net income increased to 16.6 million, almost 66.5%. Employees that at the same level at around plus 5%. And if we compare the sales of 278 million to the bookings, we have a book to bill ratio of 1.41 at the backlog of 157 billion. The operating cash flow has improved significantly it's not only from minus 60 million to plus 5, 2 million, but it's, you have also bear in mind that Q1 2021, for example, was also minus 27. So there has been a lot of first quarters where we had a negative operating cash flow, and it's the first time in a long time that we have seen a positive operating cash flow. Looking at the balance sheet, we see a very healthy equity and liquidity situation. The equity has improved by 10 million. The total assets have gone slightly down on the back of the shortening of the balance sheet due to our repayment of over 80 million of debt in total. Inventories have only slightly increased versus year end due to seasonal reasons, but the working capital has almost not changed. And the cash and cash equivalents went slightly up on the back of the payment of the second tranche of the payment for the focus companies. The equity ratio has improved to 47.3% from an already strong 44%. And the total net cash has increased by another 67 million in Q1 to 185 million now at the end of Q1. Let's look at a few details. In addition, the delinquent backlog and inventory is now at the level of 2021. So we have been gone through the enormous rise due to the ship crisis in the first three quarters, 2022, but that has been 
eased to a large degree and we are back to normal now. On the operating cash flow level, we reported 5.2 million of positive operating cash flow, but at the same time, we've decreased the factoring, which meant that if we added the decrease in accounts receivables we have factored, we would have been at around 22 million of positive operating cash flow. The organic growth is at 14%. If we deduct the acquisition revenues we had in the first quarter and add the revenues we had from the divestments, which were excluded in Q1 2022 from continued operations. And on the geographic side, split is 80% of revenues Europe, 13% North America and 8% Asia. Let's look at the acquisition strategy. We have currently seven offers, LOEs running with an average size of 100 million, five of which are for software solutions, one for Europe and one for global. On four of them, we have been working for more than one year already. And we expect a go-no-go decision on five of them within the next three months. Only one of the targets is in a structured process. And we expect to close two transactions in 2023 with a minimum revenue addition of 250 million on a run rate basis. The cash usage 2023, we have now 240 million of liquidity on hand, plus the receivables we are yet to receive within one year from Mercy, the last tranches of the purchase price. And we have 180 million of non-utilized lines available. So we could basically write check of up to 700 million. We'll reduce factoring due to the increase in the interest landscape. And the target is to reduce our debt further by at least 20 million in 2023 and to spend around 300 million on acquisitions. The cash generation has been overall positive even last year, even though we had a very negative operating cash flow result of minus 60 million in the first quarter, but it reversed in the fourth quarter. But on the back of the positive development in Q1, the operating cash flow side, we expect to have a positive operating cash flow of around 100 million in 2023. We'll propose a dividend of one euro share at the upcoming AGM on 22nd of May. And we'll continue with our small share buyback program, which might be increased depending on the further share price development. We'll spend a minimum of 75 million on dividend and share buyback and up to 150 million also depending on availability of acquisition opportunities. And we anticipate to spend at least 35 million for dividend and or share buybacks in 2024. On this slide, you see the development of the new Contron in green. Reiterate our guidance of 1.2 billion of revenues and EBTA margin of 11% and net profit of 66 million. Our vision is to transform into an IET as a service and service level agreement company to boost net earnings close to 10% within the coming years. I'm looking forward to talk further with you. If any questions, please let us know at ir.contron.com. Disclaimer. 
as described in our lethal section on our website www.seat11a.com. This publication is just for informational purposes only. This means it is not considered to give you any investment advice. Any opinion or recommendation expressed by the companies is neither given nor supported by us and should not be considered an investment advice from our side. Also remember that any opinion or recommendation expressed is subject to changes without further notice. The content itself is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or timeline of its content. Seat11a.com and its employees disclaim all liabilities for any loss that may arise in any form from any use of information in the video slash audio and from our website. We neither express any opinion on the future value of any security or other investment vehicle, nor recommend any investment based on the information given. Please consider the publications and our website as a platform for companies to present themselves, but you need to seek financial advice from an expert regarding the accuracy and appropriateness of the material presented or recommended by the companies in the publication, as we are just considered a publisher. We may hold and trade any time securities in the presenting company, may it be a listed or private company. By consuming our content, you agree to these terms and the terms in our legal section on our website.